Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Um, it's Jason here, and um, we have a special guest today. I'm super excited because this is one of the coolest people in the Boston wedding scene, but also a really talented artist. And her name is Elizabeth LaDuca. She won uh, the best wedding photographer for 2018 by uh, Boston Weddings Magazine. And no matter what anyone says, she could win that award or not. I think she's amazing. She does great work. Um, and a primarily film photographer um, in primarily weddings, but I'm sure you do other stuff too. But anyway, how you doing, Elizabeth? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Um, so we're just going to talk today about, um, obviously, Elizabeth and kind of what she does and some of her own personal journey and her own style and process. But we're also going to be talking about um, a little bit of sales stuff, working together, really whatever we end up talking about. So, um, so Elizabeth, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of how you became a wedding photographer? Sure. Okay. Um, so I went to school for photography. I always thought I wanted to be a photographer. And I went to school in Rochester, New York, home of Kodak. Uh, so I learned on film. That's sort of my heart and soul behind my work. Um, I originally thought I wanted to be a fine art photographer. So giant prints in galleries, um, very conceptual. And then I went to this lecture my sophomore year. And it was these two photographers who I think looking back now were very burnt out. Um, but basically they said that unless you were prepared to do a lot of cold calling and have sort of large uh, influx influxes of money and then months that were very lean, uh, you shouldn't be a photographer. It's too difficult. Um, they were really burned out. And I basically like walked across campus and changed my major that day. Um, to be fair, I always had sort of an inkling that I was interested in graphic design, but I essentially decided that any business that sounded that inconsistent was not one for me. Yeah. So I graduated with a dual degree in graphic design and photography um, and then went on to work for large software corporations doing branding, graphic design, um, and sort of fell back into photography and fell back in love with it. So what kind of like was the impetus for going like, Weddings. I want to shoot weddings. Um, my story, I think, is pretty similar to a lot of other people where it's like a friend of a friend knew someone who was getting married and knew that I was pretty good with a camera and was like, hey, do you mind? Could you help us out? Um, and I just fell in love with it. It was sort of everything I wanted in, uh, in photography and hadn't really found. It was beautiful and emotional and you were able to really connect with your um, couple and create work that was meaningful. And I just fell in love with it and sort of it grew from there. I think that's really the genesis of like most sustainable projects, you know, an art and whatever is like, not only did it make you money and made you feel productive, but it was something that you could be passionate about. Yeah. I love, I love it so much. <laughs> So it was it was a very easy sort of transition into doing that um, full time. That's awesome. So you are primarily known as a film photographer, which is funny because at one point that's all there was. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, people are, I think, probably ans asking you questions about that constantly, right? Mm -hmm. You're yeah. <laughs> have you gotten sick of it yet? Or are you, you no, still like talking? I love. I mean, I love film, so I don't mind talking about it. Um, 
for those that aren't like really initiated with film, there's probably a whole generation of shooters that don't even understand the concepts that go into film. What's so, the biggest difference between, because you shoot digital as well. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, between shooting digital and film and like your workflow, what's the, what do you think is, sets those two apart? Because you probably have different parts of your day, right? Mm, like mm-hmm, the film parts mm-hmm. of your day and the digital parts. Yeah. So what's the biggest difference for those who are uninitiated? That's a great question. Um, so the biggest difference, I think, in shooting film is it's just a very limited supply. You only have, I shoot medium format, so it's 16 frames. Um, so I think just from like a technical perspective, you know, digital, you can have hundreds or thousands of files per card. And on a roll of film, you have just 16 frames. So that's sort of from a technical perspective. Um, I think the most limiting factor is just the number of images. But in terms of um, process and technology, I, I tell people like both are tools that are excellent at what they do. Um, so for me, film is a really beautiful way. Um, I guess from a technical perspective, the range of tones that it captures and the way that it renders skin tone, light, color, shadow, it's just sort of like the way that I see a wedding day. So I feel like it's the most truthful way that I can tell a story. Um, But there are times when it is really challenging, like during receptions, um, if it's in a really dark church where I feel like digital really excels in low light. And so at the end of the day, it's just about picking the right tool for the couple. For those that have never worked with film, like 800 ISO is like really your push that's high, like yeah. as opposed to when we're shooting on like a Sony A7S, you're like, ah, 24,000 ISO, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, it doesn't like, have that good of a range. <laughs> and then there's a little bit of like, because we've shot a, some film weddings on, um, you know, eight millimeter, mm-hmm. 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And um, you're like, I got it. I nailed it. Oh, it sucked. Oh. <laughs> like, but you don't know till, yeah. till later because just it's, even the film itself, it could be an older stock. It could sure. be, uh, there's all kinds of variables. But here's what I love. And I think this is an important discipline for if you're an artist and you're in the wedding, especially in the wedding world. Like you got to create challenges for yourself, mm-hmm. right? To keep it interesting. And with any artist, limiting your scope mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. forcing yourself to have limitations, I think will actually create better art yes. than f- allowing yourself to have every option. Yeah. I think you'll have an unfocused thing. And I think film naturally imposes that on mm-hmm. you. You have to do, I don't know, two rolls of film in a portrait session. Oh, may- many more. Many more, whatever it is. <laughs> but but, however, but yes. <laughs> however many you're going to shoot, though, yeah. and you can't really afford to get a bunch of crappy poses and right. not be focused and not have an idea of what you're going to do. And I think a lot of us get into some bad habits, right? Mm. Because we're just like, yeah, just kind of stand over there and oh, just, just be in love or whatever. And then we kind of just shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. And eventually they get into a groove and we get into a groove. And then we're like, oh, yeah, at first it sucked. But 10 minutes into it, mm. it was really good. And I think we would be better served probably, mm. right, if we would be more focused. So you like you have this film workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, people love your work. I love your work. I think it's for those that haven't seen it, I would. It's light, but it has. um it does have strong contrast as well. I wouldn't say that, like, when a lot of people, when they say light, they mean everything is blown out, you know? And, like, I think that there, it's, it's got, like, both things going on at the same time. It's deep. Thank you. Right? And so for you, you know, creating that, you're looking for a certain thing, mm-hmm. right? And so what's the thing you're most looking for on a wedding day? 
um, to kind of capture your voice? Sure. So I feel like my job at the end of a wedding day is to tell the story of my client's day in a way that feels most true and natural to them. So, you know, if their day was darker and moodier, they're, I'm not going to force it to look like it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I think that for me, the keys that I look for are creating a really um, relaxed environment in which my couples feel really cared for so that they can sort of be like, oh, okay, we're not feeling stressed. We're not feeling like anxious in front of the camera, right? Then I don't have to like get them into a groove. They already are. Um, that's one thing. That's really, that's really interesting. Like when you're, you're thinking about the end of the day at the beginning of the day. Yeah. So with film also, it sort of forces me to curate the story as we go. So instead of just sort of like shooting and then curating it later, I'm sort of curating and telling the story in my brain as we go, right? Because I only have 16 frames at a time. So mm -hmm. I need to sort of basically cull while I'm going through it, like yep. I would do in post, but I'm doing it during the day. Um, obviously, I also look for beautiful light. So I have a very specific type of light that I love. So if I can guide my couples towards that light, I'm going to do anything I can to do that. And, and like, so posing and portraiture and this that whole everyone I think because we work as we're videographers primarily so we work with literally I don't know 50 60 different people a year right yeah and so we've had a number I've actually feel like I'm like kind of an expert now because yeah. I've worked with so <laughs> many people and watched so many different approaches and I see the results from them um, and there's a lot of things that work right mm -hmm. but like for you um, how does that portrait session, those creative, I don't know, what do you call it in your work? Do you call it portraits? Yeah, yeah, like the bride, and, you're talking about like yeah. couple portraits? Yeah, sure. mm -hmm. um, the ones that I think, I think most of us put the most heavy weight on mm -hmm. with our day. I know for me as a videographer, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Um, what's your approach in those to kind of get what you want? Sure. Um, so what I want is for the couples to have a collection that they look at. They're like, oh my God, that's so us. So for me, that requires a lot of careful observation leading mm. up to their day um, so that I would never kind of guide them. I do like guided posing. So I'll just sort of ask them to walk towards me, walk away from me, sort of, you know, oh, do that again, look at each other like that again, but I'm never going to like have them be stiff. There's a lot of movement um, because to me that helps them feel comfortable and, and natural. Um, so I like to just watch them. I think some couples are a little more quiet and reserved with each other. And so it wouldn't make sense for their collection to be anything but. Um, some couples are really silly and goofy and laugh a lot. So I would never ask them to like do a serious face or do anything like that. I basically just like to sort of guide them through um, interacting with each so other. So how has that adjusted? Like how has that evolved over the years? Because when you it's started definitely out, evolved. Sure. It, you know, in the beginning, I definitely did a little more hands-on posing. I think you have to have a certain kind of level of confidence in your own artistry to be able to not give as much direction and to just be like, have tools to help your clients relax, but not be like, put your hand here, do this with your arm, do this with your- It's almost like knowing what, will, <laughs> knowing what you can say to someone to get them to put their arm where you actually want them exactly. to put it. Exactly, yeah. So it's sort of more like um, guided reflection on like, oh my gosh, like, can you know, can you believe this is happening or let's try that again or that sort of thing. Um, almost like you're in it with them instead of being like, um, instead of putting them on the spot 
you're in it with them and you're sort of guiding them through it together. For me, <laughs> yeah, for me, I want couples to connect more intimately in that session than they had even in their wedding. Mm, mm-hmm. Not because because not because it's more special than their actual ceremony, but because you're in front of a million people. Yeah. It's awkward. Sometimes it's an hour long. Yeah. And I, I always tell people, I'm like, wow, it's the first time you guys have been alone mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Like, isn't that cool? And like, like, and getting a person to, you're almost like coaching someone yes. into some, into an emotional state that will allow them to be um, true. Yeah. Just like letting, letting them know it's okay to be vulnerable in front of you. And, and that like, you're in this together and you're like, you want to create beautiful work for them. But if they have a wall up, you know, they're never going to do that. So I think a lot of that also is like, by the time you're doing bride and groom portraits, you've been with them for Mm -hmm. like six or seven hours. And so everything you do leading up to that point helps them feel comfortable. You know what I mean? If you're new and you're listening to this and you're like new in the wedding world, um, maybe you've only second, like done second shooting with someone or, you maybe you just are, haven't done a lot of weddings or you want to maybe get into doing weddings. But the thing I would most just impress upon a person is like you are like the relationships between the wedding creatives and the person getting married next to maybe their family and friends that are there are, it's like so intimate mm. and so close and like given, I mean, we're not like, I'm not going to be calling them up all the time after the wedding. Maybe someone I would, but not most people that we would work with, but the day of like, you're in it. Like you keep yeah. saying, you're I in always it tell them. couples like, you're going to be with me more than anyone else on the wedding day. So I just feel like there is one photographer for every couple. And it's just really important that you love the personality as well as the work of the person that you're going to be working with because you do spend so much time with them on your wedding day. So that's a really good point. And, and I think if you're, what would you say to people who are trying to do this wedding thing and they've been at it for a while and maybe they're, because we were talking about it off mm. mic, but just the whole like, Oh, I keep being ghosted and there's no work in this and and like nobody and like how do we help a person understand like in a way that like that it's really about you. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're the they're buying you. They're not even buying your work. You can have the best work in the world and if they if, they, if you don't click and connect like for you I feel like it's kind of natural mm-hmm. cuz you're just a nice person. and like I think a lot of people are like oh she's successful because her work is film and I need to shoot film and I'm like I've worked with Elizabeth she does good work but she's successful because she's nice to people thank you I appreciate that and I think like that's why you get all the work that you get and why you get the opportunities you get and so how do we really like if someone's getting started how would you kind of coach them into like really establishing that connection even in -hmm. the sales Mm -hmm. process when Mm -hmm. you first get that inquiry all the way up until that portrait session because I think it culminates right in that portrait session yeah sure um okay so I think that oh there's so many things I could talk about with this so one very important thing I think is to continually reflect on your own strengths right everyone as an artist has their own strengths and that's sort of twofold it's your own personal traits Mm -hmm. and 
the work that you create. And so I think by reflecting on that and being able to really nurture the areas that you feel that you're strong, I'm a very organized person. And I know that's a big strength for me for certain couples, right? That attracts the kind of couple that is like, I want to work with someone that's going to be on the phone with me talking about timelines and shot lists and all of that upfront so that on the wedding day, they can be really relaxed. However, that might not be the right fit for every couple. And I know that, and I feel good about that. Mm -hmm. So I think just knowing your areas of strength and talking about those in your website, on your social media, about how you lean in, figure out how you best serve your couples and really use that voice to like attract the people who are going to be the best spokesperson for your brand and are going to connect with you the best. I think that's one really good way. Mm -hmm. Um, The second way is like make amazing work every single time. Like leave it all out on the field every single wedding. Um, I get home and it's like I it it takes days to recover. Um, Whether it's a tiny intimate wedding or a giant 250 person wedding, whether I have my whole team there or just my assistant, like I think the key is to just make the best possible work you can. Really put yourself on the line every single time for your couples because this might be your 20th wedding of the year, but it's their first and likely their only, and they deserve just all of your time and love and attention and energy. Um, and I think if you do that consistently, people know that you're going to give it your all and they want to work with you. Well, and to even amplify that, like both of those things are not possible if your attitude sucks. Yeah, you have to be, I think a positive mindset is probably your greatest asset if you're working in the like if field. You, if you're like the, op- the opposing side is like, if you think, oh, I'm a, I'm amazing at posing, I'm the best at posing, and then, and then, and and this might seem like I'm saying it's a negative attitude, but I think it's actually a positive mm-hmm. attitude. And then you do your poses, and and the couples don't like them, mm-hmm. and then you go like that stupid couple, they don't mm. appreciate my work, and blah blah blah. Instead of like a positive attitude, to be like, how can I learn from this? Yeah, how can, how can I, I better? I get better? Serve? How do I understand yeah. myself better? Right. Maybe I need to make a change in myself. Oh, oh, every you know people's websites. Everyone says investment. No one has their pricing, mm. right? So, which is fine for some people, but like, I hear it all the time. Like, should I change mine to say investment? And I'm like, you should do what you think yeah. is right to do. You Re- should reflect on your brand, think and about your couples, and what and, your goals yeah. <laughs> are, instead of like, and have a positive attitude about your own brand. Believe in what you're doing, and then stick by it. And it's like this is balance between like getting feedback from the universe, mm-hmm. and also believing what coming out of you is good. And not always being hostile about any, but like, oh, right. that vendor ruined my day. That couple ruined my day. Oh, I was burnt out and tired. And yeah. like all these negative things that go in. And they basically retranslate all your experiences to be yes. useless. Yep. Like you had a bad relationship with a couple and you don't ask yourself, what did I do to contribute? Oh, no one likes your new work. What did I do to contribute? Right. Like, what am I doing? And I think when you, when you, stick by your guns and you really, really, really believe in yourself and you focus on what you're good at, lean into your strengths. Um, But also when you're looking at like all the interactions you're having with your work and you're bringing, you're bringing it, like you said, you bring it every time. Yeah. Full, like, I think the attitude that goes into it is so huge. Mm -hmm. It really is. And like, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about that. I think, I think that that is, the biggest thing you can do for your business and for your couples and for yourself is to just like, if you're feeling negative about something, reflect on sort of your why and 
a lot of times if you're having a challenge with a couple or with another vendor or something like that, I just, I really believe everyone's doing the best that they can. And maybe, maybe you don't agree with how they're doing it, but like reflect on how you can better communicate to them. Because I think a lot of times if there's some tension, it could be because there's a miscommunication. And so if you can, like clients, couples, this is the first time they're getting married and they're nervous. They're so nervous. Some of them are spending a lot of money So like anything you can do to really like, serve them, put them at ease, help them feel that you're like a friend and an asset and an ally through the planning process, then all of that communication like trouble will go away because you'll listen to them and sort of hear like, okay, I understand that they're feeling nervous or fearful about this. What can I do to speak into that? And at the very least, you're going to get something out of it, right? And then you learn and you grow like to be a a more patient, kind person. Like this is a people, what we do, it's a service industry. It's not an, it's not about, at the end of the day, I really don't think it's about the art. I think it's about the relationships and serving your couples. And I think that the more you can understand that from the start, that it's not about your art. It's not about the art I want to make. It's about what can I do to create like a legacy for my couples in a way that they feel is really true to them. Well, and, and, and Jared and I always say that, and we feel we get, we feel like that's an unpopular opinion. Oh, and I really? don't, yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. Because I look at it and go, like, how freeing is that for me? Like, when I wanted to make art, I was constantly at my own throat trying to determine yeah. if I was making good art, right? And then feeling insecure about it. I mean, I want to make beautiful, good art. Me Don't too. get me wrong. Me but too. I think it would be selfish to go into a wedding day and say, this is all about me and what I want to do. But that's I, not what I'm there for. I'm not measuring my success based on like, did I create some new perspective sure. that no one's ever heard of with, oh, look, it's all your feet. It represents your, the journey you're on. Something stupid. <laughs> like I'm measuring my art based on, did I connect with this other human yeah. being in a human way that made them feel loved mm-hmm. and made them feel in love? And, and if beautiful. They, if they love it yeah. and they feel amazing about it and they feel like, oh, like think about it. Like when are they going to ever spend four, five, six thousand dollars to get pictures and video of themselves? This is the one time. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah. Like, and for someone to like not have a level of humility about the fact that they're charging six thousand dollars for, or even, in my opinion, even twenty five hundred dollars. Like, I know that that's not like a ton of money in our industry, but it's a lot of money for pictures. And if you're out there and you're getting started and you're charging twenty five hundred dollars, that's a huge investment for that couple. And like, you should appreciate it and realize like you're still serving them. You and, and it is a service industry. My, we've been. I don't know how long. How long you've been shooting weddings? Mm, I shot my first wedding, oh gosh, in two, I can't even remember the year, <laughs> many years ago. Many years ago. I went full-time with my business, I think four or five years ago now, but mm-hmm. my first wedding was long before that. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing weddings for nine years. Yeah. This is going on our 10th yeah. season. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I think I'm like right around 10 years. Yeah. And like, we don't hardly ever talk about we probably talk more than we think, but we talk way more about customer service, mm-hmm. making people happy, yeah. just people, than we do about the work. Yeah. Like, and I think like if you're getting started out, I know the preoccupation, and it is important. Define your work, define your sure. style, right. learn your craft, work on that stuff. But like, 
we, I cannot impress you. Every time I talk to someone like Elizabeth, who's a pro, she's made it, right? She's a person many people would look and go like, I would like that. I want to accomplish that with my career. Rarely does that person talk all about like, well, you know, couples just, I just make them do whatever I want and I don't care about them. <laughs> I don't think about them. And like, you know, a lot of, they don't say like budget brides. I think that's demeaning to call people budget brides. Like, talking yeah, about I mean, other human beings like that. They just say, I have someone who's right for me and who's looking for my work, right? Right. How I, do you feel about that phrase, budget, Brian? I don't like it. I don't like I it. I just think, I don't know. I have my own opinions about things, but I just think that... That's what we're here. The, we're here for your opinion. Okay, my opinion is that there's um, one photographer that's perfect for every couple, and my job is to help them find it, whether it's mm. me or someone else. Um, I think the best way I can serve a couple is to learn about what their needs are in terms of coverage, um, style, budget, all of that. And if I'm a great fit, amazing. If I'm not a great fit, then like what better way to help them out than to recommend them to a friend who would be a great fit. I just, mm -hmm. then I'm happy. My friend is happy. Yep. They're happy. I'm happy. So it's, that's the best way to approach it. I think when you're looking at people just based on how much money they have, now I'm not saying you should just, oh, well, they were an amazing couple, so I charged $1,000. Like, I don't think that's really wise either. That being said, though, um, you're not, you can't just be met, like treating people like that as they come in and out the door. Um, and I think it's really interesting. Like, we get preoccupied with pricing, preoccupied with all these things that really don't build your brand. Mm. What builds your brand is like obviously working on your craft, but also, and so let's, let's close on this because I think this is so huge. You want to work with, be great with couples, be great to work with, working with other vendors. Mm. You are one of the best people in Boston at being at every event and connecting with vendors. I always see you all the time. I feel so honored to be invited to all of these things. I always get so excited to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it's just like you're intentionally um, connecting with people sure. and being a person who they want to invite. So let's talk to someone who's getting started or okay. maybe they're hitting a wall. Sure. Because I think if they're hitting a wall, it's probably because you don't, you haven't nurtured vendor relationships as well as you okay. could have. Yeah. That's my opinion, probably. Like it could be maybe your work stinks or whatever, but if your work stinks, just you know you're you're not gonna hear that anyway from a podcast. Right. So so I do think we can give people some pointers. So like let's talk a little bit about having a great relationship with other vendors and like who are the key vendors that you want to be connected with from not just a personal sense because but a professional sense. Sure. Um. So I think. So I like to look at them more as fellow creatives. Yes. That's my call, preference. I would cheesily um, <laughs> call them frienders. Frienders, yeah. So I just am always, I'm amazed by the level of talent that we have sort of in this local area. And it's then ridiculous. just, I mean, I think as weddings grow into sort of more of what they are, which is true artistry in mm -hmm. sort of across the field from planning to stationary food. I mean, everything now is just People are really it's leaning like a into giant their craft. art installation. It's amazing. Yeah. So I guess my primary goal is always just like I just love meeting other creatives and learning what they're passionate about and sort of how we can work together um, and go from there. I think the sort of secondary benefit is that you get to become really great friends with people who could potentially have a client that's a great fit for you or could think of you for a project that they're working on. Um 
But to me, that's like a secondary oh, thing. Totally. And when so we, I think having well, that mindset is also helpful. You when know? we started out, we didn't really know how any of it worked. We just thought yeah. it was cool to get invited to stuff. Yeah. And so we would go to like everything we're invited to. Uh, not really even knowing how they could help us or if they could help us. Mm -hmm. So it kind of wasn't really at the forefront. It's like, I will say you should be smart as a professional and do look at these people as people who can help your career. Sure. But um, it really helps when you look at them as human beings and as artists. Yeah, I think my suggestion would be for anyone who's just starting out is like stop trying to get things from people mm. and think about what you can offer. Yep. Um, so I think the greatest asset that you have is your creativity and your time when mm -hmm. you're just starting out. Um, so if you really want to nurture a vendor relationship, reach out to them and see what you can offer. Don't ask them to pick their brain. Don't ask them to just meet for coffee. Reach out to them and say, I really love what you're doing. How can I help support that? Can I do new headshots for you? Can I do a behind the scenes video? That's really um, good advice. You know, can I assist you for free somewhere? I yeah. think just instead of asking for something, offer something. I we, think that's the best way to kind of get started. I can tell you, we're running a relatively successful wedding video mm -hmm. business. We did five or four free styled shoots this year. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's great. Like, and I'll Collaboration tell you this, is and great. This is, I'm not gonna slow down. If you're starting out and you wanna lap me, I'm not gonna let you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause I'm gonna constantly try to outgive. Mm. everybody around me not because I want to beat you but because it's just my values and like that's how we got here so if you're not going to outgive me like like you got to realize someone else is going to go and give that to someone else mm. there there are people who are hungry to to do it this way and if you're calling up and going hey blah 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 can I pick your brain and someone else is calling up and saying hey I want to shoot a freestyle shoot for you who do you think is going to get the relationship and it's like I think that's really good advice is like, what's your contribution and to your scene, mm -hmm. to your industry? Like, how can I be a good neighbor? Mm -hmm. That's how mm -hmm. I look at it. It's like, how can I be a good neighbor right. so that people look, because when, when people look at us, like, I don't think they think like, maybe they think we do good work. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I heard another yes, person say though, it's like, oh, hire, stop, go love. It'll be more fun. Cool. It'll be more a, fun a, to work. What a great way to be thought of. Yeah, it was like, it'll be more fun if we work with them. That's what I think a, a planner said. And like that's what we want. It's fantastic. I want you to think like, I guess I care if you like my work. But you, you guys are fun to work with. Yeah, I want you to think we're fun. And you make beautiful work. So oh, that's sort you. of... <laughs> thank you. But both, like, both ends of the spectrum. I would say like it's easier to make beautiful work than it is to be fun and to be a nice person and to treat people the right way every time consistently. Like yeah. it's, I can show up and make beautiful work and be a total jerk. Yeah, like, I think consistency is the key. But consistently just... showing up and like being a, a quality part of the community, mm -hmm. I think is actually hard. There are days where I'm like, get away from me. I don't want to. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <clears throat> like, and, but I would say that's really good advice though for people. And it's like, I guess we'll close on this. Like, wedding, the wedding industry, if you have a negative opinion about it and you, I would say it's pro you're probably the problem. Like you need to look at yourself and analyze. Um, I think mindset, your mindset yes. is the problem. That's you have, easy Let to me change. say it this way. Yeah. You have control of the problem. Yes. You're the one who can fix the problem. You have the solution inside of you. And um, because um, 
It's a great industry. It's a fantastic industry. And like I tell people all the time, how lucky am I that my quote unquote job is to create beautiful work for people who are so in love on this like amazing, gorgeous, joyful day. Like how lucky am I? Yeah. With like I just professional feel, florists. And- I just feel so fortunate. And so I think just like having a grateful heart is mm-hmm. changes everything. It really does. And like that, as much as it doesn't seem like a business tip, like being grateful and having a great attitude will take you way further than even your skills will ever take you. Like your skills have a ceiling, how mm. far they will take you. You can get some work by being good, but you can get as much work as you possibly can handle by being good and grateful with a great attitude. And I guess that would really be a great way to end it, right? Yeah, it's a great closing. <laughs> it like, so thank you so much, Elizabeth. You're the thank best. You. We love you. And um, we'll always just be your advocate when it comes to your work. And me for you. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the Wedding Pros Podcast. Definitely give it a sub- subscribe. Um, check it out. We also have a YouTube channel called Wedding Pros. And so check it out. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Thank you.